0: Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from
1: Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand.
0: From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. Last week, Governor Tina Kotek issued drought declarations for three Oregon counties— Gilliam County is in the dry, windswept Columbia Plateau. Douglas County in southwest Oregon has below-average reservoir storage in the Rogue River Basin. But the surprise for some people might be Lincoln County, which hugs the state's central coast. It's in sight of lots of saltwater, but very thirsty for fresh water. Katie Jacobson is a Lincoln County commissioner. She joins us now to talk about this declaration. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: How common were droughts in Lincoln County in the past?
1: Really, not very common. Um, I became a commissioner about four and a half years ago, and about a year before that, the county had declared a drought, and that was the first one that anybody could remember. Um, some of our, you know, team that has been with the county a really long time, including our legal counsel at the time, that had been in Lincoln County for thirty-five years couldn't remember ever declaring a drought so they haven't been that common um in the past but uh, in the last several years we've declared three
0: hmm. so that obviously that that first one was just the, the beginning of uh this terrible phrase the, the new normal what did happen in that was it 2017 the first one
1: see i think it was either 2017 or 2018 Um, And what happened again, I was not a commissioner at the time, but it was actually a local uh, farmer and agriculture producer that showed up during a regular board of commissioners meeting and provided public comment um, and asked the commissioners to consider uh, a drought drought declaration because he had both a blueberry farm um, and cattle. And was really struggling with having enough water for both and keeping his cattle alive. Um, And in a drought declaration by the county, that is like kind of the first step to him being able to um, switch his water rights around to be able to keep both things on his farm alive.
0: Hmm. When did you start paying attention to this issue as a county commissioner?
1: Well, when I became a commissioner, you know, this had just happened the summer before. So it was on everyone's mind, especially because the county was very much scrambling. How do we declare a drought? When do we declare a drought? You know, what paperwork do we use? You know, all of that stuff. How do we literally the the
0: mechanics of of how do we do stuff that that county commissioners in many other counties east of you are, are are used to doing? You're saying you just you didn't have that muscle memory.
1: Didn't have the muscle memory because it was a muscle we never had to use. And so when I became a commissioner, um, it was very clear we needed a different kind of process to use. Um, And, you know, being someone that absolutely believes in climate change, I knew that unfortunately, as you said, this probably is a new normal. Um, And so I set off to kind of start a a different process. Um, And so we created an ad hoc drought committee. Made up of um, agriculture producers, forest landowners, industrial landowners, uh, various state agencies like Oregon Department of Water Resources, Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, as well as local water districts and water purveyors. So cities and water districts, that sort of thing. We meet very informally um, through the summer, usually every week or every two weeks, um, and just look at the data together. So we look at a variety of different things put out by the state, put out by Farmer's Almanac, river levels, river flow, rainfall, uh, fire risk, all of that kind of stuff. And we kind of collectively decide when we think it's time for me to carry this information to the larger board of commissioners for possible adoption of a drought.
0: And then what are those conversations like? Because now you've done this a, a couple times since that first one. I'm wondering if those the the county commission level conversations have changed?
1: I think they have changed. Um, This is my second one that I've done since being a commissioner. Um, They're always pretty easy conversations because, unfortunately, the data is pretty clear, right? I mean, we're using data and river flows and information to make those decisions. So when it gets to the commission level um you know commissioner hall and commissioner um miller pretty smart people so they, they can see the data just like i do but i think we also all recognize that this is something we have to be on top of this is something we need to get better at um you know this is something that is going to be an ongoing issue and something that requires ongoing monitoring Um, And maybe even earlier and earlier. I mean, this was something we kind of learned in this last process. We as a committee and me kind of taking it to the larger um, board kind of always waited till we felt like, yep, things things are bad. Um, And what we've kind of learned both talking to water resources, but also other commissioners from other counties that, as you put it, have more muscle memory in this actually declaring earlier might be better um, before things get super why is that it, 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 because apparently it, it takes time so we declared a while ago it takes time for the governor to maybe adopt that it takes time um, for people with water rights to go through the process of seeing if they can change those over you know the process can be a little slow um, and so the county is the first part of that process so us starting earlier might be more helpful and that's kind of a lesson Um, You know, we learned this year. So I think the conversations at the commission level are are always very good. And I think there's recognition there, not just in declaring this particular drought, but recognition that we are going to have to um, get better at doing this.
0: You mentioned that it was a rancher and blueberry farmer who first brought this to the county's attention back in 2018. What else have you heard from county residents, from your constituents, about how they're being impacted by ongoing drought?
1: Yeah, you know, besides just the you know landowners and increased risk of fire, which back in 2020, Lincoln County had the Echo Mountain Fire, which burned 300 homes in Lincoln County. Wildfire is also one of those things we're not super used to around here um, and unfortunately part of our new normal. Um, But a lot of comments from residents on recreation. Um, We have several large rivers in Lincoln County. We have the Salmon River, the Equina, the Silettes, and the Sea. Lots of summertime enjoyment around floating these rivers, uh, right? And lots of comments that, you know, this year when people went to do their annual, you know, floating trip down the Silettes or what have you, it was more like a walking trip Hmm. uh, down the Silettes because there just wasn't enough water to float, So lots of that kind of information uh, coming from community partners and from residents.
0: What will this drought declaration from the governor mean?
1: Well, I think it means a few different things. For one, at a basic level, you know, we at least feel seen, right? So there's kind of an emotional component as well that we are in a changing climate. Things are getting really different here. The coast is drier. It's not as as it used to be. Uh, And so for the governor to adopt that is kind of recognizing what we are all experiencing. So, you know, there's an importance just to that. Um, What it means for our residents um, and what it means for agriculture producers and other kind of depends. Um, So. The drought in itself doesn't mean that water curtailment has to happen. Um, that's up to each individual water provider like cities or water district. Um, there is some voluntary curtailments already happening um, in Lincoln County. We have had um, city of Newport, I'm a city of Newport residents and there's a little thing in your water bill, you know, that the county has declared a drought. We're asking for people to take curtailment measures. Um, so what exactly happens next has a lot to do with what happen, that happens next in our environment with rainfall and that sort of thing. Um, but it does provide some extra tools if, if needed.
0: Hmm. I know that y- you have focused heavily on recovery from the Echo Mountain fire. How is that going? I mean, it, it's. I, I ask because it is so related. All these issues are related. The, the chance of wildfires is greater because of climate change. Droughts are more likely because of climate change. How is that recovery going?
1: Well, thanks. I really appreciate the question um, because recovery is really, really hard and ongoing, um, and just kind of relentless and super frustrating. And um, it, it just goes on and on and on, and nothing is fast enough, right? You know, you always have people still in house to this day, three years later. Um, I do feel like we have had great progress, we have many of our homes rebuilt. Um, We have additional housing projects that were funded by both state and federal dollars that are being constructed right now as we speak. So there certainly has been progress, but recovery is extremely challenging, you know, not just to um, survivors. Of course, it is challenging to be a survivor. Absolutely. But it's also very hard on local governments, on long term recovery groups, on nonprofits, on counties and cities and those that are kind of in the trenches, trying to get the recovery process going and sustained. So um, it's been really long and really hard and we're still not there yet. But, um, you know, I find hope in the positive, like we just um, were able to purchase a couple of homes and donate those homes to Habitat for Humanity, which has since picked wildfire survivor families to purchase those homes from Habitat. So, you know, it's those types of things I think that keep us all going.
0: You know, you mentioned it early on um, that you describe yourself as someone who absolutely believes in climate change. The implication, at least what I heard there, is a recognition that that's not true for everybody. But I'm wondering if you get the sense that most residents there, most of your constituents are on the same page about the changing risks that they're now facing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that statement. Um you know, the thing about increased drought or increased wildfire is that when those uh, risks start actualizing and you see them, there's kind of no doubting it anymore, right? So when an entire community like Lincoln City is evacuated because of a wildfire and 300 homes burned down, it's really hard to say wildfire doesn't happen here, right? Um, when the county has to declare a drought a couple times in the last several years, it's really difficult to say you know, we don't have drown on the coast um, because we do. So I feel like, um, which is unfortunate, you know, the thing I think that's um, getting people to understand what is happening is what's happening.
0: Katie Jacobson, thanks very much for your time.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Katie Jacobson is one of the members of the Lincoln County Commission.